0: This It's episode 980 and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host Cameron Strang and joining me from Lake Nona in South Orlando, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. That's a nice back porch you are streaming from. Watching the sunrise over. Lovely. Uh, All the way from somewhere else in Orlando, Gabrielle Griffin. Hey, guys. It's our last time with you in Florida. You're going back to California after this. Very sad. And from Paris, France, the global, the, the, the Orlando studio, distributed Orlando studio expands to Paris. Please welcome Tyler Huckabee. Bonjour everybody. It's so weird. We are in four states normally, but now we're in one city and two countries, and, or two cities and two countries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's already... It's It's really... It, I, I'm looking at you guys and I'm seeing... It, we're all looking at a little bit. We're still waking up over there, mm, yep. stateside. I'm seeing out. Jesse's outside. I'm seeing like birds tweeting and like the. I feel like the rooster is about to crow in the morning out there. Cameron, yeah, you get, you guys look like scenes. it's still the dead of night. It is. It the is the is rooster very has
0: early hasn't in the another right hour because of summer yeah. travel. <laughs> yeah. Yet again, we yeah. had to adapt, and this crew got up before breakfast. Everybody to do this podcast for you. So if it's True. a little weird, it's because this is the first time we've ever recorded at this hour. So. 15 years
2: why not yeah well not only that you know we we attempted a live in person recording with at least three of us yesterday i'm just gonna and a small piece of audio equipment confounded uh multiple audio professionals with decades of experience i think we we spent the better part of an hour and a half tinkering with the device, to try to get us to record mm-hmm. in person.
1: It, it's true. The brightest minds in audio engineering. Today. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're we're completely we're completely waylaid by. I couldn't even honestly tell what was going on. Everything was working fine on my end. I just watched you guys scurry around on the screen, and finally we we're like, it's just somebody had to call it. It just wasn't going to happen. So I, I I admire you guys. This is the second time in as many months that Gabs has had to get up at the crack of dawn, I think, mm-hmm. to accommodate a recording snafu. Yeah. So she's MVP of the team right now. Absolutely. Well, Anne, that's right. Always, always MVP.
3: <laughs> Thank you for that. And this is the second time it's right before a flight too. Like literally we're going to wrap this and I'm going to go to the airport. Oh, that's
2: true. <laughs> same oh, adjustment. I'm in. The, I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I'm in the same I boat. Can. It's 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 just a whirlwind mm, day, but, uh, but here we are. Listen, we can't... That's just how much our listeners mean to mm-hmm. us. We can't just skip. We can't just take a week off. We will risk, uh, you know, rushing to airports, waking up at the crack of dawn, tinkering with audio equipment to get this, uh, you know, essential content, <laughs> 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 life-changing content. They're good shows. They're good okay. shows. They good are good shows. shows. They are good shows. Yeah. It's exciting. Speaking of which, what do we got? What do we got coming down we the today? We
0: have a great show. Coming up later, we talk to amazing worship leaders, Carrie Jobe and Cody Carnes. Uh, they have a new Collaboration out with Mav City Music. Uh, We'll talk about that and a lot more. Don't miss it. Um, Also, we have your feedback, and right now, stay tuned. Up next,
4: it's Relevant Buzz.
0: You're listening to Phoenix The song is Alpha Zulu
1: Season 4 of The Chosen Is in theaters now And the reviews that count are in
4: Amazing, did not disappoint
0: Glory of emotions It was powerful, heartbreaking,
2: uplifting
1: You have got to come and see it It is a message for everybody I highly recommend that you come out And see The Chosen Season 4 Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit TheChosenRiseUp.com and get your tickets now. That's TheChosenRiseUp.com for tickets today.
0: Okay, it's time for... relevant Buzz. Tyler, what's happening there in Paris? Tell us what's going on this
1: week.
2: <laughs> uh, real quick, I know you're, you're covering the news from Paris. I just want you to know, it's been pretty uneventful. On this side of the pond, <laughs> so sleepy. hopefully
1: sleepy. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, there's something newsworthy happening because I'm, people here just don't know what to do with their boredom with the news cycle. <laughs> I'm I
1: not really keeping track. That I'm not keeping track of American news. You know, you see, you've covered one American news cycle. You've covered them all. And uh, yeah. and I don't think yeah. and I'm, I'm assuming you know obviously there's there's a lot to cover about the American news cycle much of which you can catch over relevantmagazine.com most of it
2: most of it this this couple of weeks it's just it's cats stuck in a tree here there you know <laughs> uh, you know uh, bake sale here you know it's just around the country it's just slow wholesome news everywhere so please <laughs> tell us something exciting that will get people stirred up Tyler
1: I, I'm aware I'm aware even even from Paris we are aware. Of some very major SCOTUS decisions, like a couple weeks ago, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and uh, of course the mon- some of the big fines that the January 6th Commission is finding, uh, things of that nature. I've chosen to take a take a skip on that one for the relevant buzz. We're gonna keep th- keep it to things that maybe you don't know about or don't have a lot of context about. If you want to read more about those things, you can obviously go we over to the website them. and read it. That's them. good. That was a good plug. That's good. Like.
0: There you, go. you know those stories, and it's we are stuff. covering those stories. He, yeah. Here's a yeah. story that might have fell under your radar. Yeah.
1: I think I, there's a, because there is still a lot happening. And this one's, we're just going to start off a little bit. This one, I was, in, I was intrigued by this one. Uh, this is a story that came to us from the economy. There's this group called the Economist Intelligence Unit Global Livability Index. It's a very long name. What they do is every year they rank, uh, it's 173 major world cities about on a scale of livability which are the most livable the easiest to get to and which are the least it ranks them according to five major uh, sort of measures uh, those measures are stability uh, political stability healthcare culture and inter- environment and uh, the education and infrastructure all right what so about, those are what the things we're use living? to Does rank- that factor in I think that's they call that part of stability. Stability. So like right. just how stable is your is your living situation yeah, there yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. So like I cannot say so your, you know, is your rent going to soar out of your ability to pay it? Is your, are you going to lose your job easily? Those sorts of things. Ways. Yeah. Um a, a few bef- I, I won't have you guess because there's a lot of cities on here, but one very notable thing that I'm interested in getting you guys thoughts on, of the top 10, all of them were from two continents. There was only two continents represented in the top 10. If you don't count, it's true. At number 10, there's a tie at number 10, and one of those cities is Japan. Uh, so that so Asia is Japan represented as a the very end of the top 10. It's from, the city is from Japan. Oh, oh I thought you Japan. said the city not, is not Japan. Not the city of Japan. Japan,
2: Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never been there. Lovely. <laughs>
1: Uh, but other than that, Europe and Canada dominated the top 10 entirely, and wow. a clean sweep, Australia would be up there. Clean sweep. It's but it was so so number one, the top the top most livable city according to this was Vienna, Austria, uh, which is often at or around the top spot. It kind of bounces around the top three. Took a little nosedive during COVID, like a lot of cities did, uh, and its response didn't measure particularly high. But with COVID kind of in the rearview mirror, Vienna is number one. Uh number it's the two sausages. Is, the sausage factory. Yeah, is a it's great the sausages, employee. yeah, like we said, yeah, yep. we said culture and entertainment. Uh, th- there,
2: there, there there's a there's a high degree of uh of the sausage to just life fulfillment ratio. You know, I mean we, we've observed that <laughs> Germany's bratwurst put you know, uh, yeah, way yeah, up the, there, Europe,
0: Vienna. There yeah.
2: are neighborhoods in working class Pittsburgh that are among the happiest places on earth just because of Bratwurst intake. It it's it's a, it's incredible there. It's 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 a utopia. It's a utopia. It's a, it's a sausage <laughs> sausage filled utopia
1: uh, yeah sausage fueled utopia you know uh, you're uh I, I don't know if your theory holds true for number two because Copenh- copenhagen denmark is next i'm not aware i'm not familiar with the copenhagen sausage scene I mean, for all i know it's very really? robust they keep it to you themselves. are swedish
0: meatball adjacent over there so like mm-hmm. i think yeah, there's yeah, a big like it's the sausage corridor in. there in europe you know it's, uh, it's <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're, 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 yeah, you're, you're moving on to what I call the crockpot oh. one, which is just they're all the minis, they're the mini ones with toothpicks. Yeah, you know they they they, they eat meat with toothpicks over there. Yeah, and that's true. All of those meats obvious. are eaten with a toothpick,
1: all from obviously, Scandinavia. Yeah, we haven't thought about this. Obviously,
2: yet. life is good, despite. Despite their governments being socialist hellscapes, if as your we primary utensil is a
0: tooth culture has... you're eating what? You're eating life. <laughs> life is good. Hang
1: right. on, your 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 theory is holding here because number three is, is Zurich in Switzerland. So I really do think Swedish we're ge- we're, ge- we're getting around to something with uh-huh. the meat with the toothpick and a meatball situation. <laughs> that uh, yeah. that I mean, good job, I, I don't I didn't see that. Maybe it's in portions. The study. Maybe it's I tapas. See... Maybe it's small bites. They're just you know, it's a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. That's got to be it. They don't eat a lot. They do eat a lot of meat, but they eat it in very small bites. They don't it eat a foot-long really brat easily. like the Pittsburgh utopia.
0: They eat little toothpick <laughs> brats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of meat. Tra- so I think so that was the the U.S. obviously didn't crack the top 10 this year. Uh, L.A. jumped actually 18 points up, which is uh, which is which was pretty notable over last year's placement. It was in 37th place. And the city that saw the highest nosedive. Of every city on the list was also an American city. Houston fell 25 points down to 56th place. Uh, Houston, our our own downtown Emily Brown, who is an occasional resident of Houston, slides in and out of there. I don't know. She's not around to defend Houston this time. But according to this index, I think to she would out. agree she with to get out and ranking. Stay out based stay on the out. stories I've heard. <laughs> Uh so the full, I got the full list over there at relevantmagazine.com. if you're planning on making a little move, a little international move, if you're a little tired, if you're a little sleepy after your covid lockdown looking for a new place to go, uh this might be a a helpful little blueprint for you to go check it out. I I know I made a move to Paris. Paris I would say did not do super well in the rankings, so I'm not exactly a textbook case of how to use this list very well. But uh but you can definitely go check it out there and especially if you're open to moving to some Nordic countries. Uh, yeah, apparently. I think that, would, that might be a little bit of confirmation for your situation there. Love it.
2: Yeah, I, yeah Nordic countries, I, I, I watch a lot of uh, Netflix travel shows, as we all do during COVID. And every time they visit one of these delightful Nordic countries, everyone seems very happy. And they all seem to be eating a lot of salted fish as well. So again, I find a lot of correlation between meat you eat with your bare hands or toothpicks or just slurp down and just your overall fulfillment in life. So this is really fascinating stuff, Tyler. I think <laughs> you're onto something. <laughs> That's the takeaway.
3: Have you guys also noticed that like all those tiny home shows that are on like Netflix and stuff, they take place in a lot of those uh, a lot of those countries yeah. and places.
1: I'm I'm ready to go. I'm already close. I'm halfway there. So I'm ready to I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to hop on the train and head up there and you guys are going to hear from me again in my new I've already area. transitioned
2: most of my lifestyle so that I can be sustained only on crockpot oh, people. Oh, so nice. we you know, I no, I'm expecting I'm expecting my serotonin levels to soon be through <laughs> through the roof here because I got a whole pot cooking right now.
1: Crockpot dishes are a goaded food. There's no there they, there's no misses in the out of coming out of the crockpot. I I it's one of my big I really miss it. That's the crockpot is not a big part of the Parisian kitchen. Uh but I'm going to try to introduce it here. That's going to be part of my my new pair, my new French sure, lifestyle. I'm sure they'll appreciate take over.
2: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else you got? All right. So are any of you on the are any of you familiar with the HBO Max show hacks, the TV show hacks on HBO? Of course. Watched all of it. uh Yeah. Yeah. Really good show about uh about sort of a, a friendship that emerges between uh, uh an aging comedian, kind of over the hill stand-up comedian, and a new writer that she gets to help with help like brush up her stand-up set for the millennial and Gen Z. Crew. You know who she
0: is. She's Joan Rivers. That's who she's playing.
1: They're hundred uh, percent like yeah, basing yeah. her on on Joan Rivers. Uh, it's a good show. i have enjoying the show a lot. Yeah. And a breakout star of that show is Meg Stalter, who plays the uh, the I would say pretty dim witted. Uh, like a uh, secretary or or front desk woman for an agent of the writer, and uh, she's becoming a she's bigger, the and bigger daughter part of, of the plot uh, she's...
0: owner of the agency and stuff. She's that big personality, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's, she's yeah. a nepotism baby in the show who who like get, work, worked her way up, and she clearly doesn't belong there. But but she's uh, she's one of those who you can tell it out as a bit character, but is working so well that they're finding more ways to incorporate her into the overall story, a la like Dwight in the Office and things like that. Yeah. Um, but she's been spent a lot of time on the comedy circuit herself she's done a lot of stand up comedy and she is working on a new show for HBO as well that's called Church Girls it is based on her own real-life experience of growing up, going to a Pentecostal church in suburban Ohio. Uh, she grew up there. She's she's now out. She's uh, she's a bisexual, but she was she was sort of struggling with this, struggling to find her place and her identity as uh, somebody who loved God and didn't really know what that meant for her in suburban Ohio. So she's working on this show called Church Girls. And I think there's... I don't know if you guys feel this way. I really find a lot of times that shows about church or church life really don't hit or resonate for me because they you can tell so often they either come from way outside the house like somebody who's maybe never been to a church before or only seen like very like weird representations of church in their own media circles or else they uh, or else it comes with a, like a pretty biting agenda behind it like like they're really trying to make a statement to the point where the sermon kind of gets in the way of telling an actually good story and in neither case does it look very familiar to me or to those of us who have been to church for a long time and, and kind of know how but what kind of know so to speak how the sausage is made in church. And I have some hope little for this tiny one. sausage uh, with toothpicks. <laughs> little tiny sausages. Uh, because Meg Stalter has talked a lot about her church experience. And although obviously it was very complicated for her, she still has very fond memories of church and has spoken very uh, appreciatively about her ongoing relationship with God and Christianity and her faith. And uh, I, I hope, and don't know yet, but I hope that this could be sort of an, an interesting, different, maybe more nuanced look at church in the pop culture sphere than we've gotten in quite a while, for, especially from a place like HBO and, and A24, which is also co-producing this What show, are
0: you saying, Righteous Jim? Gem- Stones isn't a
1: documentary <laughs> i've been watching i
0: watched the the way down and the righteous gemstones back to back i thought they were the same thing gemstones is pretty i think gemstones is pretty good yeah I, i'm just kidding but i mean it's like obviously a no, lampooning yeah. of a but certain it's not a, of church yeah. Culture. yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It, it you know it is it like it is one of those things where it's hard to think of too many pleasant depictions of kind of modern evangelicalism in culture and media i mean i feel like the a lot of times cameron you've made this observation before where you know a lot of times depictions of church that are just sort of you know plot devices are often algamations of just a bunch of different denominations that happen to meet you know what i mean like you can tell like in a lot of cases, like the writers didn't really have actual experience in a particular church that they were trying to replicate. They were just sort of taking a lot of different church stereotypes and throwing them into like a scene representing the church where, you know, getting the depiction that it shows kind of the good, the bad and the ugly, but also the thing that keeps bringing people back every week is sort of rare in in culture. And I, and I think I think it would, you know, it, it would do... It would do, I think, a lot of viewers well to kind of see that side of it. Where, yeah, we're all very, very well aware of the warts of the modern church, but like I said, there is something that brings communities together to meet every week and to, to impact lives and get people to dedicate their life to this thing. That I think it would be, it would be kind of fun to watch a depiction of that's honest and funny and true, but also um you know done in good faith not necessarily looking to just kind of send up or, or make fun of
0: yeah hopefully that's what this is <laughs> hopefully yeah. so we'll keep an eye on yeah, it yeah, yeah we'll exactly. keep an eye on yeah. it it'd
1: be it'd be cool if we got an opportunity and i hope we will to talk to some of the people involved in it i wouldn't be surprised if we have some of those coming down the line right so yeah so keep your eyes peeled for sure all right what's the last thing uh, last thing I got you, you may have seen it, especially if you were following relevantmagazine.com, But uh, but our friends Maverick City Music headed over to NPR to the infamous tiny desk. To they got all thirty people in this wow. quote-unquote no tiny way. desk. I don't—I don't know how tiny we're actually talking here, but but uh, but they did get everybody around. For uh, a couple performances at at the Tiny Desk Studio, and uh, it was, that was cool. That's like a, that's kind of a king making situation for a lot of bands, and, and it was cool to yeah. see Mav City. As far as I know, the only worship band to ever do a Tiny Desk concert. Uh, and here's a clip of them
4: singing. If
0: Well, one one caveat about the no worship band thing is during COVID, yeah. Kirk Franklin did a Tiny that's Desk. True. Remote, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, you're right. So right. he kind you're of right. double dipped because he caveat. showed up on this one too. Did, it's been a big uh-huh. week. They're on their you know national tour, arena tour, selling out arenas What's... all over the country with Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. And this week, not only were they on Tiny Desk, but they uh, did the BET Awards. It's like every major stop. <laughs> they're getting right now. It's amazing. So they good all, for them.
1: They also ended on the cover of relevant Ma- of the summer issue of Relevant magazine. Yeah, Naomi 20, 20. Rain, uh, of, Kingmakers. Of You're talking about Kingmakers, on, right? yeah. yeah about queen makers, uh, here. At relevant. So yeah, definitely yeah. a big week. Definitely a big week for Map yeah. City music. Uh, <laughs> of course, rooting for those guys. And two,
2: what a what a, like if you were to rewind like like a year and a half ago, okay, when we were all like are we ever even going to meet again in person anywhere, much less return to the office. Not only is NPR like this shit like I feel like you got to celebrate the wins, right? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of heavy news, but like we are at a place, you know, kind of post you know pandemic where not only are people not only are we watching people hang out in the NPR offices just like the old days, just they're they're working in an office. We're gonna cram a band of thirty people in the office too and sing songs as loud as we can and celebrate like. For real, like a year and a half ago, if you were to give a glimpse in the future to say, hey, in the summer of 2022, we're going to come so far in the pandemic where this is happening and it's Maverick City singing in an office. It's like, hey, we've come a long way. Like I said, I know there's a lot yeah. a lot of heavy stuff going on, but like, look, that's pretty cool that we're there. Life has returned to some sense of normalcy when it wasn't that long ago, when all of us were legitimately questioning yeah. if something like that could ever happen again, you know? Yeah,
3: we are resilient. We are resilient.
0: Yeah. Sad news. Uh, this just in: monkeypox outbreak hits Maverick City Music. Oh, yeah. screeching <laughs> <lyrics>. <laughs> oh, tour. No. the tour comes to a halt.
1: was <laughs> no. a super spreading event. Yeah. Great songs, yeah. but
0: unfortunately, yeah. it took down NPR and <laughs> it, Maverick unfortunately, City. Unfortunately,
2: it, it was a bad idea to cram thirty people into two <laughs> NPR cubicles. <laughs> cuba- wrist dolls yeah, uh, never to be heard from again it's a tragedy yeah everybody. exactly two, two cue balls yeah cubicles uh, initially reserved for scott simon and his assistant uh, have now now caused the next pandemic
0: <laughs> oh my goodness all right that's it for relevant bus stay tuned up next Carrie Job and cody
4: carney us. you were here before in a different body
0: You're listening to Young the Giant. The song is Wake Up. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free, unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes are a worship-leading duo from Nashville, Tennessee. Together, they've written numerous modern church staples like Run to Father, Nothing Else, and of course, The Blessing. They joined our very own Tyler Huckabee to talk about the impact of the inspiration behind some of their biggest hits, the importance of writing worship music that engages with real-world issues, and why the best worship can come from listening to God's people. Here is our conversation with Carrie Job. Cody Carnes.
1: I talked to uh, to Ferdick and the Elevation guys uh, about the blessing and, and they spoke very, very highly of your uh, of putting that, bringing that together with you all. Can you tell me from your perspective, a little bit of the story of how that song came together in the first place and then how it's sort of evolved while you've been in quarantine?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had planned to leave worship at their church that weekend. And so we all had the idea to come together a little earlier and just write. And so we actually wrote for like, I don't know like what part of the story they they told, but I love talking about how we wrote a different song for like eight hours that day. We, we were demoing, we were about to demo that song and Pastor Furtick picked up a guitar and started just with the idea of the blessing, it was a different melody, right? Mm-hmm. But but it was the first
4: verse idea. Yeah, just writing around that uh, that uh, you know priestly Very priestly close. blessing and number six. That's hard to say. It is, <laughs> yeah. Got it.
5: Yeah. Um, so it was like one of those moments where, where we were like, we should lean in on that. That this feels mm-hmm. really really special. And so another five hours <laughs> of writing, um, and. But it was so beautiful because it felt it felt like we were all just sitting around reminding each other of the promises of God that we all believe and that we wanted to throw into a song, you know. So um, it just it kind of we we kind of all say it wrote itself in a way. Um, the hardest part of the song was, was the melody line for Amen. We just wanted it to be singable and beautiful you know but not too much movement like we we worked through the almonds for a while trying to land yeah land on those but it was really amazing we didn't know what it was it felt special in the room but we had no idea until that weekend when we let it for the first time and the room just
4: erupted
1: I'm curious about the, uh, the, the songwriting process, especially for, for people like you who, uh, create, who worship music, corporate church music. Um, it's like, it feels like such a, as somebody who does not write music, uh, thank goodness. It's such a, um, it feels like almost like a mystical experience. Like when you're writing worship songs, like what is the process when you go in to start creating that like is it difficult is it hard to to have this like very intimate experience with god that then you just kind of put out into the world and anybody anywhere all over the world might sing it like what what happens in your like on a nitty-gritty level
4: yeah i think uh it it is it is kind of mystical. It really is like, it's not angels flying around and all that. Like it's not so much physically mystical. It's more so like, like when she said that the blessing kind of wrote itself, that's how he felt because it was almost like when you're writing a song, especially when you're writing for the church. So you're, you're, you're partnering with the Holy spirit at that point point. you're writing a song and creating something. It does feel like ideas come out of nowhere. It feels like, it feels like things come to you that, that aren't out of your own strength or out, even out of your own knowledge, out of your own wisdom. It's just like ideas will often just pop in your head. And, and, you know, I think about writing that song and it's like, we just, the verse came really quickly and, then we, we knew that we wanted to say amen in the chorus and a lot of that is just this creative expression so you can kind of create what you want to create as a as a human as your own having your own mind your own free will you can do yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you want but i think the heart the heart of it when you're writing to the church is that you want to write you want to partner with the holy spirit and write something that he's wanting to say you're, you're wanting to be just that kind of vehicle that vessel that kind of he flows through to put something down on paper, to communicate to the church. And, you know, so it is kind of an interesting, you know, situation, especially when you're writing with other people, there is a power that comes from intimacy in it. And a lot of times that intimacy is best. Those ideas best come when you're by yourself. So a lot of times when we go into write songs, uh, we already have an idea started and that idea was birthed out of intimacy, alone time with God, yeah. And so and that gets captured in that. So even when you take it to other people, mm-hmm. a lot of times the other people process is a lot of crafting. It's not super it's it's not super like holy moment, mystical angels flying around kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's like how do we take this holy moment that happened? How do we craft it creatively where it's communicated well at that point? You know, so it's a lot of like communication, uh just skills and people that know how to write songs, people that know how to communicate, that kind of stuff. Theology is brought into it. You know, what does the Bible say? What does scripture say? How do we make mm-hmm. sure this is correct? We often pass songs around to people that we trust theologically yeah. after we write That's something. Cool. Hey, will you check this? Hey, will you let me know if anything in this is weird or, you know, what's your perspective Like, yeah, you know, yeah, want yeah. These to be accurate? So our,
5: our, our pastor that we send songs to, he's the best because he like dramatically gives us answers and so if he loves it he's like oh my gosh this is gonna slay demons
2: you know and
5: and then like if he has something negative he's like i just checked this one line but everything else is fantastic you know it makes you feel like really good
4: and really positive when i've just gone through the motions i'm sorry when I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry
1: When I've come As you have, um... Like uh, sought God on this and and prayed about this the, the right way to respond um, do you have any like advice or wisdom that 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 search is has uh, brought to you that you would feel comfortable sharing with the people who are going to read or, or or listen to this anything that you found that you feel like would be useful for the church trying to uh, as they grapple with what is the right thing to say and uh, how, how do we accurately grapple with the moment that we're in?
5: Yeah. Um, so my dad, my dad's a pastor and I grew up with my dad being in leadership, my mom and dad, and my dad was going on, um, one of the days this week, he was going to a church that has been dealing with intense, like tension with this whole topic. And And maybe even like dealing with a church split because no one knows how to fully reconcile. And it was really, really sensitive and just so, just so um, broken. And I remember the other day, I just, I felt so led to pray that people would be more desiring of just following what the word of God says, even if their feelings didn't line up yet. Because our emotions, we can, if we let our emotions lead us, it can just be a bit de- detrimental at times. But to—I I started praying into, Lord, I just pray that people would be able to forgive and move toward reconciliation, even if their emotions aren't there. And uh, praying about like, Jesus, how would you respond? I've been so just drawn to the fact that Jesus always did everything out of compassion. Before he healed somebody, it says he was moved with compassion. Before he cast out a demon, it says he was moved with compassion. And I think that's just my heart for the church right now is that we would listen before we talk, Mm -hmm. that we would be moved with compassion even before we pray or try to do something that 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 would affect us more like trying to hear where someone's coming from, trying to hear the, the, the truth about like how they were raised and different things like that, I think that will help so much to give perspective.
0: was, Kerry Jove and Cody Carnes, make sure to check out their new collaboration with Maverick City Music. It's called Firm Foundation, and it is out now. It's great. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback.
4: make I listen to you, Love you because you love me first. Choose you when I don't deserve. You stay with me, you're the only one that last. You got what I need, I ain't never going back. I ain't trying to reminisce on anything I had. You know that, you know that. I've seen a lot of fun things in this life but I chose you, I chose you. Swear somebody like are
0: you. listening to Swear Aaron Cole. The song is you. Choose You. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we got talking about Derek's uh, wood zits and his home repair challenges, shall we say, uh, that he's having. In fact, he's so he's so over it. He decided to leave the country. And he's in the islands this week with his lovely wife. So um, he needed a break from all the home reno. So for the question of the week, we asked you your worst home renovation contractor or landlord repair story. You guys hit us up on Twitter at relevant Podcasts, And here's a couple of our favorite replies.
2: Okay, Mary, good Lord. This one, uh,
4: this, this is this, the worst case could scenario. Take, this guy took a
2: dark <laughs> turn here, Mary. She said my husband was doing some living room renovations and hit an artery in his arm with the drill he was using. Oh. The renovation turned into what looked like a murder scene. He was okay, thankfully, but the cleanup was quite something. How does that happen? What exactly was, Yeah. Yeah, how no. are you holding the drill? Like, w- w- I've used what? drills numerous times. And never
1: I've pointed never it fr-
0: anywhere near an artery. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you know? how so. traumatic. She yada yada a lot of this story here because a, I don't know how you drill your arm. B, and then he was fine. You if you drill through an artery, you're not just fine. You don't just you don't just like. Right, put a Band-Aid, slap a Band-Aid on that and let it go away. It sounds like, a if, especially if it looked like a murder scene, they probably had to drag him to the ER. Do you feel like one of those
0: people, Mary's one of those people that just doesn't get rattled by anything? Like mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. like maybe yes. her husband is like an overreactor cucumber. and like he's cried wolf too many times. And he's like screaming, yeah. I think I hit an artery. I think I hit an artery. And she's like, you're fine, whatever. Here's a Band-Aid. I feel like she's just over his antics. Like, she's married to this yeah. big, dramatic, clumsy guy, and she's just, like, over it. Yeah, he hurt himself. He's fine. Yada, yeah. yada. You know?
2: Like, but, but, what if, but what if, I mean, we could joke about it because he's fine. Because what if he didn't make it? They're like, oh, Mary, what happened? Oh, that baby, he died while assembling the new Ottoman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what a way to go. What a way to go. What a way to go. He's just trying
0: to make you happy and put together the new Ottoman. Yeah oh
1: my goodness it's it's slightly less dramatic as far as i can tell here but 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 maybe not because i've well bethany said my husband and our groomsmen were painting our new apartment while i was at work all right bethany first of all let's stop there you don't if i feel like if uh, if your husband and his groomsmen (laughs) offer to do anything that's an immediate no that's just a bad nothing
3: no immediately yes thank In, the lord there is men out there that are willing to do something I've, but well, I
1: think that's groomsmen? a good idea that the, the, the problem isn't that men are willing it's to do the something. husband thing is it's fine it's the groomsmen, yeah, it's, it's yeah. The groomsmen. It's, yeah. It's, yeah yeah a group but of, of groomsmen are, are incapable <laughs> of they're incapable of making good decisions they okay. I, yeah, I, I have been but a groomsman not... fair enough yeah let,
2: let me explain this a group of groomsmen are arguably the most dangerous as- assembly of men, you, you, of humans, you, you, can, you can possibly hmm. imagine. I mean, not only are they counterproductive, they're hmm. actively destructive in pretty much everything they do. I've never seen a groom – I've never been part of a wedding party where all of them have been able to get dressed properly. At least one of them is either missing a belt, a bow tie, a cummerbund. There's always some emergency When a group of groomsmen is assembled, whether it's a wardrobe emergency, whether it's some sort of last minute legal issue that they happen to find themselves in. It is a group of people that you do not want to put around power tools, paint or especially your home. You want to get them in a a limo. You want to get them. That's why they put them in a limo, because they have a driver who's somewhat responsible for these knuckleheads because they're going to do something terrible. They can't help themselves. This is what groomsmen do. Terrible. Terrible
3: things. I feel better and better about eloping. Also,
2: <laughs> now, you got to also think about. Go yeah. You got to <laughs> think about their
0: motivation. They they came in for a fun week to celebrate their buddy get married, but. They got put to work having to paint. You know, it's like this is not what they signed up for, so they're not going to take it seriously. They're just going to hang yeah, out. Right. They're there for the pizza. Is not is
1: already well, uh, not good. Or it
3: was a wedding you gift. Can... It could have been a wedding gift, and they were really trying uh, to yeah. take it seriously. Oh, we don't
1: uh, have enough details to know. Uh, Trust me. Trust
2: me. Gruenman. Not only. are not only the most actively destructive, and they just fuel each other in their in their bad decision making. But they're also some of the Cheapest people you will ever meet. They, they think they think that just because the, the groom, you know, gave them a money clip with their initials engraved on it, that I it gives them just... carte blanche to just, you know, that that to them is like, well, I could do whatever I want. I'm a groomsman. I received a personalized <laughs> flask today. You know, like <laughs> this entitles me to not have to do anything fun. I remember, I remember sending groom I remember at a wedding party and like one of the groomsmen was sent to go get fast food. And even that was a mistake. Even that was like, <laughs> he's, he's deaf. Not only is not only is the order absolutely messed up, we may never see this human again. Like we might yeah, as well yeah, put out the APB right now because this was too much. This was not Somehow expected of the he drilled his artery. To
0: like we don't even yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Why I was he, he yeah. drilling?
2: Yeah. 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 He was a former drinksman. So,
0: where did he even get the ottoman that <laughs> he was assembling? <laughs> we wanted french fries, not an ottoman. Come on, Gary. We,
2: we ordered five number ones from Chick-fil-A. How hard was it? You started just pulling over by the side of the road and assembling a random ottoman You found what's wrong with you, Gary? Give me the money clip.
4: You
1: call it. You call it a pride of lions, a flock of birds. It's it's an emergency of groomsmen. That's the that's the na- that's the scientific <laughs> the group name for these guys. It's a pending disaster. They can yeah. never get together without a nine. We never even
0: said uh,
1: Bethany's story. And so we. Yeah. So well, Jesse's
0: premonition was correct, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> they She's, they this is this is perfect this is exactly what i this is really a best case scenario for a yeah, of, for a, for having an emergency of groomsmen paint your house she says they were so proud that's another red flag if groomsmen are proud of something it, it's it's <laughs> that that means it's not only it is not only off the rails the the train is going off the bridge into the river below and it's they were so proud but had mixed up which room got which color <gasps> no bethany be grateful Be grateful that was as bad. Be grateful the house is still standing.
3: Oh, no. How? (laughs) How on earth? Like, how does the husband not know? What? What?
1: There's something about when you
2: get invited to be a part of a wedding party where judgment goes out (laughs) the window, much less basic decision making. Like, this was too much. You know, a color and a shape. That was too much. You should just stop to the color. Just one room, one color. But now you got two rooms. You got spatial things and colors. Look, you have to treat these groomsmen. These are preschoolers. These are not kindergartners yet. They're not up to colors and shapes. Pick one. That was your problem, you know? (laughs) But but I, I do want to circle back to the home repair thing, too. Because at what point in life do you just realize it's not worth it? Where Like you just have a sink you no yeah. longer use at your home. Or it's like, you know what? That light switch, we just kind of we have a little hack where we just kind of use a flashlight back closet. I've, I've had two incidences where thankfully I learned early on where the main water main to my home is. And it's out in the front yard. And there has been two incidences where my neighbors have seen me sprinting out of the house with a gigantic monkey wrench attempting to shut down the wing water main <laughs> i've learned the i've learned the lesson you know if 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 a drill or power tool is involved it's probably over my pay grade if electricity or water is involved, someone could die and i i I, I outsource those to professionals. I feel like that that's my barometer you know power boundaries. tools from Jesse,
0: I've known Jesse a very, very long time and he and I have had a lot of similar experiences. We've traveled, we've worked together, just a lot of things. And I know a lot about him. The most surprising thing is he's a smart guy. He's athletic. He's, he's a problem solver. The most surprising thing to me is how bad he is at basic home repair. Like, he doesn't know how to use any tools. You want him to hang a light? He, he calls somebody. I, I just never have understood this.
2: Hey, can I tell some of my most humiliating, uh, uh, you know, interactions have been when someone's over or a neighbor comes, knocks on the door or something like, hey, can I peek in your toolbox? I'm looking for something. I'm like <laughs> toolbox. I have <laughs> I have an old plastic cabinet. In my garage, it just has an assortment of things that the previous homeowner left here. You can shuffle through that if you <laughs> yeah, want. A lot of Allen wrenches
0: like, that come in the box yeah, from. Yeah, whatever. it's a lot of Allen wrenches. Disem- yeah, thing, yeah. <laughs> it, it,
2: it, it's a yeah it, yeah a lot of Allen wrenches, a roll of duct tape, a tape measure that looks like it came from the tape measure museum. Like you know maybe maybe a level that <laughs> my dad left museum. over there. Is that bent, the one hammer, in, in Washington?
0: Like, it's so great, the tape measure museum.
2: It really, a, yeah. It's it's the new Smithsonian. Actually, they, <laughs> the they're investing. It's about a four, about a, about a four hundred billion dollar. Uh, it's huge. It's uh. And, and what's uh, crazy uh, about it, the half a dollar
0: tape measure museum? Half of the tape measures were illegally acquired by by a craft store, Michael's yeah. Craft. Yeah, they were pillaged. Illegally acquired half the tape yeah. measures in the museum. No, no, yeah, they were. They were
2: they yeah. they were pillaged from you know ancient lows and home depots from across the, you know from across the ancient world um it's fascinating place you know, I where this? he was
1: on the up and up, it was so strange. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, he had a fake mustache and he wasn't. He was told us we had to meet him behind. Is the like, home what d- are y'all talking the real about? I legitimately
3: am so excited. I thought y'all were being serious that there is a tape measure museum. Okay, yeah, okay, I way too bold.
0: Right. Okay, first of it it's Gaz, a little bit of a jump. Here's, the, the, a here's jump. the joke. Jesse said an old tape measure. It looked mm-hmm. so old, it looked like it was from the Tape Measure Museum. The oh, idea of an actual goodness. Tape Measure Museum, I thought was hilarious. I said, Oh, is that the one in DC? He said, Yes, it's the new Smithsonian half a billion dollars. Yeah, well, now when he said so half convincing. billion dollars, the half billion dollars is the Museum of the Bible. So uh, then that's when I, in the Museum of the Bible, which is funded by Hobby Lobby mm-hmm. money, a lot of the artifacts have been
1: mm-hmm. turned out like. to be
0: illegally acquired okay. on the black market. So then I made a joke that the new half billion dollar Tape Measure Museum. Half Got of them it. were legally wow. fired by thank Michael's Crafts.
3: You, thank you. The look That's on mean. your
0: face of confusion of these guys have snapped. These guys have actually lost their minds. I just felt like you deserve the
2: explanation. Uh, I really so. It's very that. early. It is. It's very early in the morning for Cameron, to ha- especially for for one for a joke to be made about an ancient Babylonian tape measure being <laughs> being stolen, <laughs> being smuggled, being smuggled out of ancient Persia <laughs> by Michael's Crafts. Yeah, by Michaels Crafts. Uh, uh too, to hear Cameron explain it at this uh earlier in the morning has deflated any of the humor. Oh, that no, was totally. Once, the uh, worst you know. good joke
0: is a joke yeah. that gets explained. No, I, was yeah. like, I was like please but, don't but, explain it. But I just wanted <laughs> Gabs to be included ab- about actually appreciating
2: how brilliant that joke was. But let's be honest. It let's was. be it honest. Let's be honest. This isn't on gaps here. that, no. <laughs> that <laughs> was that joke was a that joke
1: was a long stretch, okay?
3: I think if it wasn't so early, I would get. Have I think we. This is good. Faster. This is good. this is
1: laying the groundwork for future hobby lobby museum of the Bible. Uh, illegal purfling of Indiana Jones type work to get the, to get their artifacts back jokes that may come d- down the road yeah and Gabs is now Gabs <laughs> well is in yes, yes. the to to know. She's ha- had to do we had we had to do the know. work right now I'm... we had to we had you know we had to get busy I, it wasn't fun wasn't fun for us well certainly wasn't fun for the listeners but no. in the future when we make those jokes <laughs> it's gonna it, they're gonna soar we're looking talking Listen. slam dunks
2: Listen, you know, we're recording early when the primary material that we're bringing to you for the better part of an hour now is commentary about Swedish meatballs and their link to happiness <laughs> and possibly finding the food. tape measure that the carpenter Jesus used <laughs> and stealing it and placing it into a Smithsonian. And, yeah, by yeah.
3: and, 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 and let us not forget Mary's
1: bloody oh, yes. house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 it's over. He's
2: fine. Yeah, and the emergency and, and, of Groomsmen and manslaughter by Ottoman. Yeah, what an episode! <laughs> what an episode! <laughs> Hard hitting stuff. We do, here. We,
1: should, we started doing these earlier, I think. Oh yeah, no, session.
2: That's this is why morning radio is so good. Because I was just talking to somebody the other day. I can so like, so see that. When I, I was growing so up, morning that. radio was the height of comedy. Like, it was the pinnacle of the comedic experience was just hearing a couple goons, you know, at, at, at that, that had been mm-hmm. up since 4.30 a.m., just trying to make a, a joke about a traffic accident that's clogging up rush hour. That was the pinnacle. Uh, and then, yeah. like, all right, we're running out of material. It's time to prank call McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's why they were...
3: Or, yeah. or the second date update. Did you guys ever listen it's, to that? It's really
2: funny. funny. <laughs> I was just, I was just with my in-laws, and they were unpacking second date update stories for me. I'm not and it made with this. I, I love. I've them. never heard. Of I love it. them. They're amazing. Okay.
3: They're so funny. Gabs, it is so, it? Funny. Is so funny
2: you mentioned that because I had an extended conversation. So basically, like, and Gabs, if I'm butchering this, please, please clarify because I, I've only, I've only experienced gotcha. these secondhand. But I talked by my brother-in-law about an hour last night. He was telling me some of the funny ones. But basically, like, a radio station will call. Um, you know, they'll, they'll call someone who went out on a date with someone who didn't get a second date to learn what went wrong. And they'll get both perspectives of, you know, why this person didn't call back for a second date. And it, you know, often those perspectives are wildly different experiences and, and, and comedy often ensues Gabs, Is that somewhat accurate?
3: Yes, yes, and they do try to get you a second date. That's like the whole point is to try to hear both perspectives. And usually, one person is like really invested and mm. wants a second date, and so they try to get you a second date. I have heard so many crazy stories on there. I just well, can't believe
2: how crazy. even secondhand. I was laughing because my brother-in-law was like, one, they were like, well, I didn't want to go on a second date because he brought a snake on the date, and they're like, well, that's pretty weird. They're oh, like, yeah. that's pretty weird, but it's not oh, that yeah. bad. You give him a second chance. They're like, no, but the snake bit me on the date. Like, you know, it's like, okay, that, that's, that seems like a red flag. Yeah. yeah
3: like ridiculous yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. I, I heard one uh, recently that was this woman took her, I guess she went on a date with this guy and she wore boots, like cowboy boots. And she took her boots off and stuck her feet up on the dash. And apparently her feet were mighty stinky and he couldn't hack it. He, he just couldn't hack it. He rolled the windows down and was like, all right, you need to put your shoes back on. And she thought the date went really well. She she really did. So he calls in. They get both perspectives, and he's just like, "I, I couldn't do it. Her her feet. It was that's her a, feet That's for me. a gamble.
1: That's a gamble. <laughs> Barefoot is a gamble. That, that and... really is. You got to You got to be really mm-hmm. confident. It is. It is. Did, yeah. did Stinky
2: Feet get the second date?
3: No, they didn't. No, nope. He was just like, "I'm sorry."
2: Maybe they could hook Stinky Feet with the snake guy. I feel like you know. Everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves love. Jesse, I don't know if it was my connection or
0: your your AirPod microphone, but I thought you said that they brought a steak on the date. You said a snake. Snake. I did
2: too. A snake. (laughs) Yeah, I heard
3: steak too, and I heard steak bit me. And I didn't know know what a steak a steak bite was. I was like, "What?" I I didn't question it. I didn't
2: even question it. it. Steak bites me. I did too. Steak, we all know what steak bites are. How dare you, Cameron? Steak bites are amazing. they're a meat What's going on? They're a meat. Steak, steak, a steak bite is a steak you eat with a toothpick, okay? If you bring it's that on a date, you
1: could, as The what, happiest oh, you oh, can oh, be in America. Like sirloin tips. Like little, <laughs> yeah, a little, little t- steak bites. A little, I got steak you. Steak bites. You can get yeah. a bag full of them. Mm, you pop mm, them okay. in the microwave for three minutes. You come out, get your toothpicks. Heaven on earth.
2: That, that's a that's that's yeah, that's a guaranteed date right there. I mean that is as close as <laughs> ste- that's, that's as close to paradise we're gonna get on this <laughs> side of heaven as a plate of steak bites, okay? Well <laughs> now, the people in Norway bite, eat all their yeah. food
0: with toothpicks, so maybe exactly. that's the key to happiness. Exactly. Is yeah. Steak bites.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need to the we divorce need our, rates are very corn of the market.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they have some of the happiest marriages on earth because they're centered on learning love languages, digging into the enneagram, and copious amounts of red meat consumed with two things. They've <laughs> got to figure out, those Nordics. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing it right. Talk about owner. Owner. I'm going
0: to put that in my dating profile. Only eats meat with toothpicks. See if it see if it attracts the right kind of people. Yeah.
3: That's
2: why every that's why every couple you see walking through IKEA looks so happy. It's because they talk to a yeah.
0: sweetest every time Ikea, Ikea, at the door. I've never seen a couple not fighting. Like it's it is Oh no.
3: No, 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 no. Straight up I will say to my husband we need to go to IKEA so I can just look around and eat meatballs. We yeah done this in the last six months a couple of times actually because like, it, i got kind of broken up
0: <laughs> with that <laughs> in ikea like i'm just telling you like it okay all right we was forget she about ikea.
3: Forget was it,
0: she a
2: vegetarian <laughs> was she a vegetarian
0: because yes, that's the at problem the time. right there well, well then yeah. there was no that's meatballs
1: why. cameron yeah, that, that yeah. sounds, that's user error.
2: you're
3: missing the, meatballs. the happiness yeah, was, yeah, i'll yeah.
2: say this about ikea they got it out Because when I go to Home Depot, it's extremely intimidating, right? Like Uh, you got these guys Mm -hmm. walking around in their little orange aprons. Like they're better than everybody. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to like, it's a scavenger hunt. Every time I go, I feel anxiety (laughs) wash over me as those doors open. And I just see warehouse row after warehouse row. Jesse,
0: have you used a Home Depot app? It has an in-store mode that you just tell the app. I need a screwdriver and it will walk you to
2: the screwdriver. I was was raised by a father who refused to take directions at a Home Depot from a device or a human. He was going to walk confidently right to where he needed something. And if you didn't, there was something wrong with you. Okay. The great thing about Ikea, they've already got the rooms assembled for you. They've cast the (laughs) vision. There's no thinking involved. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to think how to walk. There's only one way. There's one path. You got to walk through the whole store and look through every room. There's no thinking, no anxiety. Though I have seen two sets of groomsmen lost, what it appears to be for several <laughs> weeks back there. It's assisting no. on a Chick fil A Chick-fil-A order they were supposed to deliver three days ago. So that was the only thing. Do not, I don't even know how they got in the Home Depot. And they don't didn't take your
0: emergency of groomsmen to IKEA. They'll get lost. All right. Well, there's more where that came from. Go check it out on Twitter at Roland Podcast. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, I mean, we were inspired just now with the second date stories. Uh, we want to know your worst date story. We're going we're gonna to pull a, a page from the uh, morning radio playbook. And you guys never disappoint on this one. We want your worst date story uh, or most memorable date or worst first date. Whatever you want to, whatever wrinkle you want to throw in there. We just want to hear your uncomfortable situations. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Or if you see us post this on our IG, you can reply there as well. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to remind you, go check out the brand new summer issue of Relevant. It just came out. It features Maverick City Music's Naomi Rain on the cover. And we have another Rain in the issue, Rain Wilson. We got John Favreau. We got James Vincent McMorrow, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf. So many amazing features. Go check it out. The ad-supported version, which is presented by World Vision, is available for free. Just click on the magazine tab at relevantmagazine.com. And if you're a Relevant Plus subscriber, your enhanced ad-free tablet and device edition is available in your dashboard. If you haven't signed up for Relevant Plus yet, it is the best way to experience Relevant. It's ad-free reading at our website, unlimited articles, and enhanced ad-free version of the magazine. Uh, you get an exclusive podcast, Relevant Plus Conversations. You get an ad-free version, early release version of this podcast, and a lot more. Go check it out. All the information is right there at the website. Just click on the Relevant Plus tab. Plans start as low as two fifty dollars a month. Uh, I think you'll like it. And we'd love the support. Also, if you haven't been over to relevant in a while, check out the new merch we've put up. There's a podcast fan stuff and statement merch and old magazine archives and a lot more. You can go check it out. Relevant and make sure to follow us on all the socials. We are putting out good stuff all day, every day. Uh, the best way to follow along is on Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, IG's pulled back a little bit. We're going to get back on the IG horse here in the coming days. Um, And, you know, if you want to get just the best, uh, you can go over to the front page at Relevant, sign up for our newsletter and our top five trending stories each weekday will be sent to your inbox. It's a really good way to stay in the loop about everything we got going on. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Gabrielle Griffin. We will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone.
2: I've already transitioned most of my lifestyle so that I can be sustained only on crockpot Meatballs.
5: Relevant Podcast Network.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it.